Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we are back over at our friends at Addie's. So thank you, Addie's, so much for hosting us yet again for another fantastic interview. Uh, but we should start with introductions and then dive into all things you. <laughs> all things me. Not that interesting. <laughs> but My name is Steve Ambrose, uh, founder and CEO of Appetite, the local app for local eats. So how did this whole thing start? Well, oh, long story. So I had... I had a marketing business for restaurants that was called Yum Media. Before that, I had uh, another company called the Buffalo Dinner Club. So I really loved and had a passion for the hospitality industry, getting people together to have a meal and network and just, you know, a lot, a lot more relaxed than a lot of networking events and forced events were. I thought of a way to, to bring people together and promote the restaurant at the same time. So that took off while I was Uh, doing credit card processing, selling point-of-sale systems. So I was already in restaurants, so meeting a lot of owners, managers, and then wanted to promote them. And then that took off, and then the marketing came out of, well, if I can promote one event, why not help them daily? They need more help daily. Sure. So that company took off. And then probably, you know, March 15th or 16th and 17th, whenever the shutdown happened, you know, I had – probably 20, 25 clients at that time that I was just managing social media and all that on my own. You know, it was my, my full-time job. I was one of the first calls, you know, that they made. We're going to have to shut down. We don't know if um, or when we're going to reopen. We can't afford to, to pay sure. you because we don't need to market anything yet. We don't know what's going to happen. So effectively overnight, I my business was shut down just like the restaurants, literally just stopped. I went from a great book of business that I spent two years building to just nothing. Right. Um, again, at the same time, having a, at that time, one-year-old, he was <laughs> seven months, six months. So I'm stuck home, as is everybody else, thinking about what I can do and what, sh- what I should do now, what's my next move. You know, I, I had built up enough business that I was okay for a few months to just sit down and, and reevaluate everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the main thing that kept coming through my head was I spent all this time and all this effort building those relationships in the hospitality industry. I'm not going to just abandon that. Um, there's got to be something that I can do to still add value to all of those people that I know now personally more than just, you know, professionally. Sure. Started to have the conversations again, just putting my, you know, ears out there, listening to everything that they were going through during this time because it was unprecedented, just like with any business. But the hospitality industry took, you know, a a really hard hit. Mm -hmm. They're still reeling. But I was listening to all the people talk about, well, now they're just doing takeout. And I never looked at delivery or ordering and all that. You know, it's existed before this. It's just amplified, you know, as, as consumer behavior has changed. But I was interested just learning their business models. Um... You know, these these owners were trying to keep people employed and keep the lights on, 
but they're losing money, which it didn't make sense. So I started to look more into it and, you know, really just heard the pain points. And obviously, I didn't have a technology background. I didn't have, you know, 500 grand to, to launch into an app. So it was like, yeah, it was a great business model. I can't do it yet. So I, I came up with another idea called Box Appetit. That was the original idea. It was to have prepackaged, like high-end, you know, um, white, really nice, you know, almost like a, a white tablecloth type of fine dining atmosphere, but brought to the home. So it would be like a, a T-bone steak that was three quarters of the way cooked and you would just mm -hmm. take home, finish off with a nice video from the chef explaining how to do it with a bottle of wine that would pair well with it, trying to like take that experience and bring it home. So we looked into buying a van and we were going to do all that. And it just logistically was a nightmare. I'm sure. So oddly enough, there was a woman that I had been in a BNI network with a group with like two, three years ago. Um, we stayed, you know, Facebook friends, LinkedIn friends. She always had watched what I was doing. She knew I was in the restaurant space. Her husband um, is a tech guy, has a lot of developers that he works with, has done many platforms, built many platforms, built many apps. Um, he had one that had been shelved for like five years. It was called Cater Spice. Mm. So it was for chefs to sell their like meals at home. But it was, a, it was the bones of a platform, right? It was there. No one used it. He brought it to me and, you know, showed it to me. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good skeleton. It's definitely not what I, you know, envision. But how much do you want for it? And he's just like, oh, we just got to use it. So whatever. <laughs> do you want to use it? And, you know, so versus spending two, three, four, five hundred grand up front, you know, I was lucky enough to to meet someone that had something sure. it was just odd that it was the timing of everything so i spent the next four months literally drawing it on the back of napkins like i'm not a tech guy again i don't know what mm -hmm. it should look like but they're telling me okay draw the app the way you would want it to be seen so literally pictures of napkins you know notepads that i i'm just sending you know i think this looks good so we spent <laughs> we spent four months rebuilding it you know kind of changing the look of it the functionality um and, you know, we launched in November of that year. Mm -hmm. So we started in April, May, you know, we launched in November only because it was the second round of shutdowns. Sure. If I wasn't ready. I still, we just built it, the web app. It was just getting done. Yeah. So if the second round of shutdowns didn't happen, what do you think would have happened? It, it still would have been a good business as it is okay. today and always will be because it's been ingrained in people's purchasing behavior, lifestyle behavior. Um, again, these other companies have existed before mm -hmm. the pandemic. Again, it amplified their business and it made it that much more relevant and pervasive in every, everybody's lives. But, you know, with us, I think I, I would have not had the response that I got, you know, because of the way Buffalo is and, you know, all the channels, all the media outlets, the news outlets, they loved the story because it was actually a, a good a feel-good story at a time that everything sucked. Sure. And it was just shit all the time. COVID, watch this. COVID, you know, we don't want to talk about that anymore, but that's right. That's mm -hmm. our entire life consumption at, for that year, two years. Mm -hmm. um, it would have been harder, but I think I would have been more ready. But we talked about this before going on, is that just do it. Yeah, sometimes I you're mean, not ready. Jump in. If you don't know how to swim, you jump in, right? Yeah. That's exactly what this was in every really every endeavor that I've been in. I take calculated risk. I, I look at things, but I don't have anything to lose. Sure. And when I know I have a good business model, why not just do it? Things will follow. So we we launched, you know, again, probably a few months earlier than mm -hmm. we were ready for. Um, launched, and then in about two weeks, we had 80 some restaurants, breweries. I mean, it was. I couldn't. Keep, I couldn't keep up. I'm. I'm, and I'm still doing this manually building restaurant profiles, menus. Wow. Menu item by menu item with pictures. I still. I mean, we're still doing that. There's things that we can make more efficient. Sure. But, you know, we need funding for that. But at that time, it was just keeping up. Like, I have calls. Just everyone saying, "I want to join." I saw you on the news. Like, that's amazing. And it, it was great. So, and and Buffalo is that type of market right a hundred percent but at the same time there's the other side of the coin where you're just like dude i'm not i'm one human being <laughs> that's so much work it it was i mean okay we'll probably get more in depth in this conversation about personal lives and business as they coincide or don't really right. always right that 
two, three, six months. Oh yeah, I mean, it's still consuming me, but that time was like locked down for me too. I'm, I'm focused on that business. Sure. And I had a kid and I, at that time, you know, trying to have a relationship, it, it's, it's draining. Yeah. And it just was like, well, I have to do it now or else, if, you know, if I don't do it, I miss this window. And I'm, you know, some part of me is glad that I did it. And here we are two years later and we're now trying to talk about expansion, but it's tough, man, to, to do that during that time. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, any business really starting anything, it, it comes with a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's all manual. <laughs> So there's no such thing as like, how can I make this more efficient? It's just like do or die, at least for the first four oh, weeks. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. We would spend the same amount of time creating efficiencies as to do the work. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm that kind of person that, yes, there are so many ways to automate everything. Right? Oh, yeah. But I don't have the time nor the money or the, or the resources to like develop that. Mm-hmm. In that time that I'm developing that, I'm missing out on getting people up and running. So... It was a very much uh, reactive response, which, you know, not the way I like to do things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it got us notoriety in the beginning. Yeah. So when you started and you were developing this idea or you, you saw this need, what did you do like market research to see how many people were doing other competitors? No, okay. because <laughs> because of all the people that I had already networked with and built relationships with, I just I brought it to guys like Mike Schatzel and Jimmy Butera and guys that have, you know, they're part of the restaurant association. They're very active people in the industry. Right. Um, you know, owners and managers look to them for, well, what are they doing? You know, if, if Mike's doing this, Mike's got eight places, whatever it is, eight now, you know, they're going to follow guys like McCosey. People just follow them. They listen to them. So my market research was just having the conversation with people. Look, what don't you like about this? Right clear things were paying too much Mm -hmm. service sucks. You know, I never get to talk to anybody. You know, I just built a model that was very simple, easy to understand, easy to sell, easy to pitch, easy to get set up and really just validating it with those people. Mm -hmm. You know, I start, I'm two years in and I'm still learning nuances about the other platforms Mm -hmm. and how they really make money. And, you know, it's, I didn't need to build something that complex. So for us, you know, it was just, how do I do that? so much better, sure. so much more friendly. Like it, it, there should be a win-win in every business that we create, right? And that's value proposition, not just selling and then leaving and then they leave and it's churn and burn. It's, this wasn't something that was necessary. So I guess it was limited. I didn't need it. You know, sure. I, I don't, I don't say that that would be advice to, to new business owners. You know, I think it was a different time. I think it was a time of, you know, when most people pulled back just like in investing and everything at that time, they were all, most people that saw that as an opportunity, that's the biggest opportunity that it was there because it was a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, the only time I would have started this and sure. had that big of a, a splash initially. If I started it now, yes, it's still a great business model, but I would have to start and it would be like pushing a bigger rock uphill than, you know, we just, we immediately were at the top. Yeah. And now it's, if you started now, it would be more of a, from a business standpoint on on the restaurant side, a cost benefit analysis of their current marketing campaign rather than before it was just kind of like, what else do we got? No, no. Yes and no. So yes is because before they've used these services, right? No big deal. But then after that, all the shutdowns, it was put under more of a microscope of actual economics of that model like sales are sales great but what are you are you are you making money um now i mean now they still have those same options but we'd have to go in with a real straightforward which we are now because we're you know we're not even touching what maturity in this market could Mm -hmm. be right i live in hamburg i come out here and it you know it's a different world for me we should be adding another 100 restaurants out here but again it's resource limitation but if I were to go into a, you know, even a liquor store like Addie's, which we, we can deliver liquor, you know, we, I would have to really show them the value, which when we go into it and we talk about the different models, you know, it's pretty clear, but <laughs> I mean, it's still simple, right? Yeah, so right. It, when we talk about it, you'll understand it's like, that's, that's just simple economics. It's simple math. Let me show you what you're paying, what you're in it, but I don't want to be just the cheapest. You know, we, we provide a good service where a hospitality company not just a tech provider, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not just a logistics company. We're not that. We're really hospitality first. 
with technology that powers it, yeah. right? I mean, it's that's the difference, I think. So if I'm brand new to the the entire thing, like I'm from Mars, <laughs> how does this work? Do I I download an app on my phone and then what? Yeah, well, if you're from Mars, it's going to be a high delivery fee, but we're working on it. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Some people will complain. <laughs> no, so we download the app. You can go on the website. You can order just, it's the same thing as DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub to a, a user's perspective. Um, for the restaurant, you know, basic math of the order is that say on a hundred dollar order right average it's not an average order but a hundred bucks usually they'll lose or they'll pay out 20 to 30 bucks in commission just off the top right now you factor in labor which things have gone up and they can mm-hmm. always will continue right it's the world sure. food pricing has gone up packaging has gone up but they can't change that food item that much right or else they'll lose customers because a 12 dollar burger goes to 19. Mm-hmm. Does, does the same, you know, quantity of people purchase? They might have second thoughts when it goes, you know, maybe 12 to 15, okay, but 12 to 19, that might be a lost customer. Well, I'll order something else. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it like that, so that's, say they do 10000 a month. There's 2000 to 3000 bucks commission. Our month costs $99. Oh, wow. That's it. And now, how did you come up with that? How did you come up <laughs> See, with that See, that's fee? the thing. You, I, to me, I knew what I needed to make. If I could get 50 restaurants, 100 restaurants, I can run it. I mean, I run it by myself. With right. I have one dispatcher, and you know, I'm looking to hire marketing and sales, but I know that I'm scaling up to afford that. When investors ask us, like, how do you compete against them? They're built top-heavy. They're built. They, have, they, cannot, they cannot possibly revert their business model, you know? Sure. $72 billion company, they can't just now say, okay, we're going to charge nothing right. and only a monthly fee. That would change everything. They've already got hundreds of millions in NFL sponsorships, NBA. Like We built from the ground up knowing I'm only going to hire or do anything else as soon as I add 10 more restaurants. There's my extra thousand bucks. Boom. There's this, sure. right? Um, I looked at it and said, how efficiently could I run a good operation with charging not the lowest amount, but when you look at that, that's insane, right? Um, as good as that is, our biggest obstacle and hurdle has and always you know, will be that, that brand recognition. Mm-hmm. When someone thinks, I want to order food. You know, as, as feel good as we are, as, a, as good of a story as really beneficial to everybody involved, it's hard. We're mm-hmm. breaking the biggest names in tech space, right. some of them, you know? I mean, that's just, you've had that app on your phone regardless, like Uber. I mean, shit, we've always, you've had the app. Sure. Food, it was, or, you know, taking a ride somewhere. You know, they, they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on, on marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. But then I ask, well, where does that money come from? Well, they're taking it from the local restaurants. Right. And they're just using it to, to build their user base, which is, you know, brilliant. But there's better ways to do that, I think. Um, our, our tagline is, local app for local eats. We mm-hmm. don't work with chains. We don't do franchises. We don't do, we're very independent mom and pop, like the best of the, the area, the city that has to offer. Which is crazy. Cause sometimes when you use a competitor, we don't like, we'll just walk. Like it's easier <laughs> to just walk to a restaurant. Right. But we're lucky enough to be in a, sp- in, you know, in a town that allows that. But if you use a competitor's app, a $30 item or menu checkout is now 65 bucks and you're like what is going on like it's (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up it's a number two man yeah like it's a number two and it's probably going to be cold and then you get the text and you're like i'm waiting for the food it's like what do you mean they have you watch them and they're going the wrong way and yeah you're like driving someone else's food first yeah exactly you got this this restaurant has the fastest checkout line in history like they, that's their marketing like they I mean, prove it all the time when i go there and now all of a sudden it's going to take an extra 15 20 minutes like ordered, it's not, yeah. yeah like it's just faster to walk so if someone uses your app are you showing up at the door is it you oh i like still deliver the food no i mean i still i'm out pretty much every day we signed that's fascinating yeah in the beginning um so in the beginning we've gone through huge changes as we learned the business at the very very beginning we were using another local company to do our actual fulfillment because they already had an established. I was gonna say, dude, like network. what happens? Like you launch, and all of a sudden it's just like somebody bought a burger, and you're like, 
oh god, that's me. Yeah. Like I gotta leave. <laughs> oh, oh. Like, so I'm <laughs> my keys. We we did we did that in the beginning because they had an established network. So we were gonna be the ordering face and then pass off, mm. you know, delivery instructions. Super easy, right? Yeah, right. Awful. Fucking awful. <laughs> no control for me. Like I, I right. send it out and I'm blind now. This is my reputation that I'm trying to establish mm. here and build. And these are restaurants that partnered with Appetit because of Steve. Appetit was nothing. So we're two years later and we're still building a name. Right. So at that time, it was me. Like, look, I'm giving you the trust that you can build something. You've done it before. Just not showing up on time, you know, wrong house. And again, I'm blind. Like when I send the, I can't look. I don't know where they're mm -hmm. dropping it off. I'm not talking to the customer. And that building phase it's hard to just give up control right i can't know sure. great we're doing you know five thousand dollars of orders on the first couple weekends just we probably lost a lot of customers in the you know because it was just not run well right um but i had no choice speaking to your point i mean I, I could spend another month or two months recruiting drivers but then we missed that that window which is very small right mm -hmm. um so gave that i don't even know how long a month or two and then, you know, in January, we're like, all right, got to do something different. This is just not, we're not, we're not going anywhere, right? We're facing customer service issues that are more, you know, I'm refunding orders. I'm just, I'm like, I, I can do it better. So the next three weeks to, you know, six weeks was me, my dad, um, my business partner, his wife, and my developer and his, they were, we were all out oh, wow. delivering orders. Um and again, at that time, it was before we had a dispatch software. So we're literally getting orders, screenshotting the address, plugging it into like Waze or Google Maps mm -hmm. and just doing one by one. I mean, we, we were we were killing it. I mean, I, I, I've been out all day long for seven days in a row and going home, you know, was not the easiest <laughs> situation to go home to. But, you know, I, I still do deliveries. We're two years later and. If I can't get a driver there on time, mm -hmm. yeah, they'll be 20 minutes late. No big deal. It might be good, right? No, no. I can't now lose that urgency of, you know, the quality control because that customer can be like, well, I gave him a chance. You know, I'm going to. Right. But we all know. I've had, I've ordered DoorDash. I, I still order. I want to see how they do things. Have they made changes to this? Because I like, you know, I'm, I'm researching sure. that element. And I'm hungry at 2 a.m. and I want a burger <laughs> to smash. That's not who we are, right? That's that's exactly like we're not that free delivery, you know, one burger at 2 a.m. kind of, you mm -hmm. know, we're building a, a platform of local restaurants that as they're open, we're open with them. Like, you know, our average check size is 78 bucks. That's insane. That's, Door, DoorDash yeah, that is, is 39. Insane. Uber Eats is 28. We again. Wow. Not only are we giving them or we're letting them keep 100% of every order, but every order is significantly higher. So I didn't mind going out and delivering, you know, a really nice meal from like Glen Park Tavern or Mulberry or Chop Out. Like we, you know, we're working with the great businesses. So to me, I loved it. I mean, I still, there's days that I'll go out and do it just because I just want to drive. Yeah. It's a nice day, put the people. windows down, put the music on, go out and be visible again. Show these restaurants that I'm still here, you know, yeah. thank you. We're, we're all doing it, you know. How do you not buy two <laughs> meals? I? You know what I mean? Like you're driving it and you're smelling <laughs> oh, whatever oh. that person eats. And you're just like, I want that now. Like, yeah. how are you not 426 pounds? Yeah, Seriously. They won't, they won't notice a fry gone, will they? <laughs> See, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> that, I, that's a fry at a time. <laughs> but like, you know, I, it, as much as that has become a joke, it's odd to think that you trust someone else. Like right. bring in that's not affiliated with the restaurant or not affiliated with, a, you know, they're doing five other services. It's odd. It's an odd It's business. very weird. But with us, you know, we, we manually dispatch. We always have a live dispatcher that's on, watching the mat, making sure drivers are going oh, the right wow. way. Oh, God, yeah. It's hands-on. Yes, you know, it's as we get more and more, it might be harder to, like, individually assign. But we'll always have, you know, a manual coordinator someone that's watching it in real time look i'm like the 90 today three accidents i'm gonna be another 20 minutes well that he's not gonna make it back down to like right you know hamburg in a good amount of time so we got to move things around you know the the difference like i said is that we're hospitality we're more service focused so that's just who we are that's who we're always going to be in other markets too i mean it's the local flair with people that know the industry yeah. and are helping that industry 
Have you, can you go on your app and like search, I want a burger and get a list oh, yeah. of, is there any like search engine optimization or anything going on? We have come a long way. In the beginning, it was awful, yeah. brutal. We'd you'd plug in burger and Chinese food would show up. Sure. I mean, but again, we're, the database has to learn all this information. So in the beginning, it was just like throwing things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made so many improvements to our database, to our uh, Amazon web hosting services. We've but it costs money. Mm-hmm. So as we've scaled up, everything we've done has gone right back into it. Improvements on the app, functionality, speed, you know, things that have just have lagged. We're trying to get our technology up to a point where it's, if we're going to compete with them, then we have to make it at least as user-friendly as, as their apps are, right? So if they want to pull out their phone one day and pick between the two, and if we're like, ah, they're slower, it doesn't, sure. I can't find that many places they're going to naturally gravitate to the one that's easier, whether or not it's a good story or not. So mm-hmm. we're, that's been a, a huge focus for us since we've kind of not reached maturity, but getting to a point of, of not just growth, but more like, all right, now let's get everything buttoned up before we take it and move on and, yeah. and grow it. When you bring a restaurant on, is there any discussion on you're going to be going through me now, you can't go through the other competitors? or You know... The best ones have gotten rid of the other platforms. Sure. Um, have them make that decision themselves, kind oh of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right, absolutely. I struggle with exactly that. Like, it's, to me, so easy. Well, you don't, you know, we don't see the order volume, and we don't see the same users. Fine. But you have the customer. You tell them where to go. Right. And if Appetite's the only option. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why not? Well, you're the funnel at that point, right? <clears throat> if you got 10,000 followers and 10,000 Facebook uh, and you got a 20,000 person email list because you're a 10 year business that's been up and running, you got reservations that you can take all their information. Listen, we're using a local company for takeout and delivery. We do pickup too. Um, we, we did very well with the, the viral marketing of the restaurants. But as, you know, people have gotten complacent mm-hmm. and now they're dealing with, you know, staff shortages and rising food costs and they're back to like normal problems. This is not the biggest priority anymore. Um, but it also is my lack of being there and educating them. Why are we not doing this? Why are we not putting a takeout card in every DoorDash order that says, great, well, let's leverage their distribution. Let's leverage sure. their $100 million advertising budget. Oh, thanks for your DoorDash order. Here's five bucks off on Appetite next time you use it. And well, here's you why you should use it. There's a lot of things that I have in my backlog that I can't get to because I'm just trying to keep the thing afloat. Sure. Um, I'm best at this, going out and talking with them. And, okay, I know it's been two years. It's been a lot slower than we had hoped. Why aren't we on Google? Why aren't we on your website? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you have pictures of your food? The simple things that in the beginning, it was hard to, like, check them all off because I'm just trying to get them built. Yeah. Right? I'm just trying to, to get the, the platform up. But now it's that... Why are we not doing this? Why are you still using five other things? On Google, we're the eighth one. Well, which one do you think they're going to go to? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, really. You're not helping us. You know, and, and at $99 a month, they should have that like wherewithal to say, I'm going to promote this one. Right. It makes more sense from their end that they only pay a flat, a flat fee. There has been, and you, you brought this up talking about having a $65 meal instead of 30 right? So a lot of the restaurants are are being told and educated and informed on how to raise your menu prices by 30% to offset commission. So the customer at the end of the day is paying 30, 20, 30% more on every menu item and they're just breaking even. That, yeah, that just doesn't seem right. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> I mean, that to me doesn't make sense. It's just hard to, I, I guess they have the visibility, but you know, for any restaurant that's not new, you think about all these places, like we all know them, we've heard of them. They don't need new eyeballs. There's not like a million new people moving into Western New York. It's pretty established. You know, you build a loyal following on Facebook, Instagram, step out, all these news articles, business first. Like we, we know pretty much all the restaurants, whether we've been to them or not, we've heard of them. But even that though, like you're as a user of one of the competitors' platforms, you're not going on there, and, uh, or at least I don't think so. Most people aren't really going on there searching for what to eat. They normally have an idea in mind, and they're going to a restaurant's page and ordering it through one of their choices. So it's not even like those other competitors are providing them much of a value because they're not. You're not going there to find a new restaurant. You're going there to get a restaurant that you know that you already want delivered to you. Yeah, in the beginning. 
I had a whole different vision on what I wanted this to be. But and for the sake of time and everything, it was really built to be a nameless service provider. Mm-hmm. You market the delivery and ordering, and we'll deliver it. Like, who cares what the name is, right? Let's just get it out there that I'm building a network of drivers. We'll get the orders. And they should want to leverage it. Like, call it your own in-house delivery, whatever. Mm-hmm. I delivered it today. But then it started to evolve into more of this marketplace that it's become. Um, I want it to be an, a dining guide, an entertainment guide. I want you to learn about the restaurant, not just, you know, order from it. I want there to be a, if we're going to get people there and hope to keep them there, we got to have information, entertainment, you know, like how to make this, mm-hmm. you know, I want people to go dine in too, just because I'm a delivery platform. I had the Buffalo Dinner Club. I want people to go out and support local restaurants, sure. regardless of if they do it through me or go and spend money there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of functionality coming like reservations and other things that can help in in-house dining. I want to be more of a, you know, an all-encompassing type of hospitality app, local app that you can do many different things within the hospitality industry. Again, we just need that, that <laughs> influx that can just, you know, get us there. We yeah. have, I mean, there's so many, so many solutions out there that we could offer by just building this appetite thing. This was the starting point. That's why it doesn't have a name that rings true to exactly delivery, right? It's appetite. It, it could, it's. Right. What? What is it? It's not DoorDash where it's to your door. How hard would it be to like add services to that? You know, sure. it's kind of like limiting. We we're we're ambiguous in a it's just a food term. It's an hospitality term, mm-hmm. you know. Enjoy. I mean, that's we're just trying to make something here and it's a marketplace that's a community-based platform. Mm-hmm. What how did that come about? What was the story behind the name Box Appetite? So the one I talked about before with yeah. the box, just so you, like Bon Appetit, I was like, ah, Box Appetit. It's a box. So it was just you. You weren't like around like friends <laughs> or family, like trying to spitball different names. No, that's I give my my credit is that kind of stuff. I'm always thinking about ideas and just names and plays off words and puns and like how to make it, you know, young media. I mean, there were things that right. I just like to do. And I, that that business when it was like, well, what is it? It's a box of food, Box Appetit just was that's what it was and then we dropped the box literally and figuratively and yeah, right. yeah. Appetit yeah. Was like, I already did everything else I got the corporation and box of petite so I'm just gonna keep it appetite so what is your like what are what is your business classified as it's a service I say you know a service as a solutions provider it's a, just a mark you know a, a technology service yeah um, but it's really we're not a delivery company we're a marketing company sure we're marketing food delivery and online ordering because most of the contractors are 1099 so Mm -hmm. they're they're actually the the independent food delivery companies each individual 1099 contractor so you know for us to be legal we are a marketing platform so we market their services that's kind of where i was going with it because i mean you said originally that you can deliver liquor how does that work with this whole thing so there's special licenses through new york state and other states you know um, my partner is um the top liquor license consultant in a lot of new york Um, he's been someone that i've done business with you know throughout my life and and thought of as like a second father so he's the one that you know he knows how to do all that stuff he's brilliant with that he sets up most of the restaurants in all of Western New York. So um, we can get fleet licenses. You can get individual car licenses. So what I've done is just get, you know, I got the license myself. And the only liquor store that we signed up in the beginning to test it was right by my house. So I would run them. Sure. You know, At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm just seeing if it's viable. Are people really going to order? Um, we haven't, we haven't really pushed it too much because of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd have to really have a dedicated person. I'd have to know we're going to do enough volume, you know, every day to, to, to validate that. You know, I want to push it, but again, I'm just trying to iron out a lot of the things that we're dealing with just on the food side. Liquor adds a whole nother mm-hmm. element. You know, we could deliver beer because that's part of the restaurant too. So during the, during the pandemic, it was easy because everyone wanted beer and sure, liquor with their go, yeah. yeah now you know it's it's just something i don't you know after after delivering for a while liquor to the same couple people i'm like i don't feel right about this yeah sure <laughs> yeah because you feel better sure. just it's like the you same should probably guy yeah. like ordering another yeah. you know <sighs> another, another <laughs> just, bottle of tito's yeah dude like, and i'm bringing it to him i'm like i understand your life's got to be rough but i'm here i am like i'm What if, yeah, yeah I think just about enabling, the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. well, I know. Yeah. yeah, you have you a know, heart. It's a great service. It's just not something I'm, you know, pushing my sure. way into. Cannabis, same kind of thing. You know, I'm. we're trying to, to look at cannabis differently. You know, we were thinking about cannabis. That's what I wanted to call it. So I, I made a joke on April Fool's last year. I designed our logo with cannabis and cannabis. And people were like, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. That's amazing. We got more response on that than anything. And I'm like, damn, okay. There's where your market research, right? right? And Bob, my partner, is now getting into cannabis licensing. So we're kind of like exploring that. But it's just the core business. You know, I, I hate straying away from that because we're not perfect yet. Mm-hmm. We're never going to be perfect. But I want to be, I want to get this into other markets and then start thinking about, okay, let's add different, you know, industries, different yep. verticals. So what's your overall reach now? Just Western New York? So we have Buffalo and then we launched Rochester maybe six months back. But it's it's not it's not exploded because I'm like not there. Yeah, right. right. And I know if I sign another ten restaurants there that I gotta recruit another twenty dry you know, like it that's a full time a market manager is a full time job. So trying to find the right person there, you know, and, and offer something similar to me like own you know you own part of that market you know you're you're ingrained in that market you know it could be an ex-chef a manager a bartender mm-hmm. that knows everybody in the business a restaurant owner that owns three restaurants it's like oh just sign up all of my friends um since the beginning actually more in the beginning we had we had people from different markets all over the country and canada that were like reaching out hey can i sign up why don't we We're not down there. Yeah. The guys in Tampa, like, I got 19 restaurants. Can you come down and sign us up? I'm, I'm like, shit, yes. I'm on a plane. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. What am I going to do? <laughs> My dad, we're going to move down there, dad, for the next couple of weeks. Man, we're getting this sucker going. But, you know, people signed up in Philadelphia. People were all over. Toronto was like, well, I want to license this. We had a group of guys that was like, I want to license it. I don't, I'm call it whatever. I just want to. And I'm like, no, we're not ready yet. Now I think about it, and, you know, shit, we should have done it. Yeah, but right. I can go and do this in any market, right? I mean, it's the business model isn't, like, unique, but it's understanding how to build it and how to live. I didn't pay myself for 18 months. Mm-hmm. I moved back home with my parents. I had a three-year-old kid. Well, now he's three. You know, year, two-year-old kid. I made decisions that were tough. I mean, just like in any business, again, but 18 months? Right. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just... It's funny. I mean, this is a really bad joke, but I think about, not that bad, don't worry, Derek. You're already giving me a look. Yeah, I'll mute it's, you. it's the same thing as like some massive guy that represents a city in Montana, and you're just like, yeah, I would yeah, I would love to go to Montana. And then it's like, how many restaurants do you have if you're in charge of like the whole city? And it's like two restaurants. Yeah. It's like, I don't really know if that's worth it, man. Like, <laughs> I might go to Florida for the, the 75 different restaurants oh between the two people. If, if I were to look at like the next couple markets for us, 
it's like Rochester, Syracuse, obvious ones, just because we can keep control right. on it. But yeah. after this, we can go anywhere. This It's technology. That's the beautiful thing about scaling is that as you get people that are already ingrained in those industries it's so easy to find a me in every market you're going to miami just stop just let us all sit up here and freeze (laughs) i will you're gonna be be enjoying florida and i will be delivering by yacht someday (laughs) so (laughs) is it is that 99 for wherever you go to i always thought about doing like a market-based price but why yeah that's a selling point man it's 99 dollars that's wild. <laughs> I just don't know how else to say it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's stupid. It's just crazy. It's so stupid you don't do it. Like it's a, I literally, when you go into a sales meeting, I've sold carbonation, point of sales, meat. Like, I got to come with my shit. I got to know, well, this percentage of gas is this. It's going to pour a foamy beer. and all, Me, it's 99 bucks. Right. Here's the paper. <laughs> he just laughs. I that. don't know what else to say. Like, I've, I've, I've made my life's work sales, and I've always had to, like, learn things and learn how technology provides and, like, basis points and all, and it's 99 bucks, and that's it. It's, it's going to be the quickest sales meeting you ever, I swear to God, we could have just done this by email. It's weird that no one else has done that, though. Like, I, I, I guess from a, from a gross, like, if you're greedy about money, you would probably want a percentage. Like, that's the whole thing of Shark Tank, right? Yeah. Like, I'll give you money, you give me That's why I think we don't back. do so well right. with VCs and fundraisers. Well, you know, we've gone through, we've gone through a lot of pitches and all that, and people just, uh, they don't get the industry, first mm-hmm. of all, because the guys we're pitching to might not be the target market for an app. They've never looked at their phone. They don't know how to turn it on or Mm. use a computer. Not always, you know, but that's just naturally the profile. They don't get the business, so then number one. And then when I'm trying to talk about, well, here's them, here's what they do, and here's why we're different. Well, you're not going to make money. That's the thing. They don't look at, well, how? Wow, you're really helping a restaurant. If I, okay, if we could get all of the users in Buffalo, Everyone talks about supporting local, right? Okay, it's time to do it. Mm-hmm. Del- download our app, delete the others. I mean, yes, we don't have every single restaurant in, the, in Western New York, but I should. And if I go to them and say, look, get rid of all the other platforms, that's how we beat them. I could, if I took over a single market, they're doing, you know, I, we did a million in our year, you know, first full year. We should be doing mm-hmm. 10. But that's how we beat them. We do market by market and just wow. say, look, we're going to come in. We're going to be very friendly to the restaurants. We're going to give them a model that really is beneficial. Why wouldn't you? It's, it's the same thing of why, like why Pizza Hut failed here. It's like, why? Well, it's like my Aunt Yvonne. She makes a good pie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go eat her pizza then. And then all yeah. of a sudden, Pizza Hut closes all their locations, and then they're gone. And then for some odd reason, they decided coming, to bring, yeah. like, two back, and, and people are having a parade. now Papa John's and all that's coming back. It's like, yeah. hey, what, what's going on here? Yeah. This is Buffalo. Are you sure exactly. you want to do this? They're not. It's, not gonna, it's the same thing as, um, as Dunkin' Donuts. They tried. Dunkin' tried in Buffalo, and it's just like Tim Hortons literally owns it, and now all these... Premium coffee roasters are slowly working their way against Tim's, which oh, yeah. is like a massive thing. And it's known. It's yeah. West New York. It's right. Tim Hortons, but it's, you know, you got Typico, Overwinter. You got all these places that are popping up that just good. Yeah, they're better <laughs> they're coffee. Really good. It's better coffee. It's an atmosphere, too. People are getting back out. They want to just sit for coffee right. instead of, I want it. Everything's slowing down a little bit, mm-hmm. which I think is a one of the best takeaways from all of the shit that happened. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They want to talk. They want to, exactly. not everybody. I mean, yeah. but Buffalo has always been a, a, a friendly place, but I think now people just want to experience, mm-hmm. not just sit at home and order. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and here I am o- owning a food delivery app, right. and I'm hoping that people get out, because shit, that's what I want to do. I don't want to sit home anymore, ever yeah, again. Exactly. I'm cooped up. Would you ever partner with, like, Dashes for groceries or anything like that? Yeah, actually, we've we've considered it, but they're they're locked into partnerships with... There's another company. Oh, okay. It's a national company that only that did gr- grocery delivery for a long time. Gotcha. But do I want to take on another technology mogul? Shit. I'm already taking on <laughs> enough of them. If I take on Instacart too, then it's... But there's a better way to do that. Right. Every your bag of chips is $7. Like GoPuff. Oh, what happened to GoPuff? GoPuff is shut down. Well, and you didn't hear from me. They're not doing as much oh, really? in Buffalo anymore. Because your pint of Ben and Jerry's, it's already five bucks, is now nine. Right. Oh, well, we got it to you in 15 minutes. Well, no shit. You also bet me over. Did you buy me dinner <laughs> yeah, on the right. way here? Yeah. Like, that's just what their model was. It was instant. And now people are like, they're more cognizant of pricing. 
The right. same it's, food. I, why am I paying that much? It's kind of creepy too. All of a sudden, you're just like you hit place order, and then all of a sudden your doorbell rings. It's real. I, like within like five minutes, you're just like, where were you? Like that's a, yeah. how did you even read my you order? Have that like, ice cream in your trunk. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they do have warehouses where all that shit's stored, so oh, they just really? pick it up. But <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the old school swan truck where it's just like yeah. the whole flock oh, God. flying around. <laughs> yeah. just that, like, what is going that on? That company was way too ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Way ahead you know of what I time. mean? Oh, I still yeah. see those trucks and I'm like, damn, that's a monster. Look at that thing. That's a dinosaur walking around here. Like, what's in that cooler? Who's still ordering from you? I don't even know where to find you. I don't know how they order. <laughs> Me and Derek were laughing about that, Darren. I think it was a weekly episode. Yeah. We're just like, dude, they had really good ice cream, though. And yeah, it's like, great chicken fingers. Dude, it was fantastic. Just, it was like a meal brought to you. Yeah. It was a food truck that just was a. I mean, nothing prepared. It was, I don't care, man. Nuke it. No, Give me that shit. We were all, Where was that? Well, how long have you been on the road, and how long has that been in the cooler? <laughs> yeah, no. We were all super young when that was big in our area. Yeah. And I just remember my mom was always like, yeah, that's the swan man. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, that's their title? He just walked I in with like a big that brown business. suit. Yeah, wow. It was cool. You should do it, dude. Why not? At this point, you're right. just moving things around. Yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mock on delivery because it's just been done so inefficiently and not mm-hmm. inefficiently. Obviously they're an efficient company. They're all, everything's automated. You mm-hmm. don't talk to anybody. You know, one of the big problems was like, I use it and I've taken a refund or two and it's not really owed to me just to see what they do. And they just issue a credit without ever talking like, Oh, it's cold or I'm missing this item. They don't right. validate. If I get an order and I get a feeling that someone's like trying to, to get some free shit I'm gonna, you know, I I I want to know everything about it because they'll 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 give up easily if they know they're you know they're not doing something mm-hmm. right. We've had a lot of people try that. Well, I'm go I'm going to DoorDash. I'm like, fine, that's fine, but I know for a fact it was in there because our driver checks it. They're checking it at at the mm-hmm. door or with the restaurant. They're going over it, and I'll talk to the. I have a very good relationship with the drivers. I'll call them and be like, hey, you know, were you missing this drink or this or whatever? No, I know for a fact I put it there, or I put it on that porch. We have a picture of it, but it's gone. Someone stole it, right? Sorry. I mean, there's certain the things that I can't model. eat, yeah. man. I can't eat that cost. So I'm going to fight back on it. Not not at all to be a dick. I'm going to go through the, the due diligence process. Those companies don't care. It's expected. It's part mm-hmm. of like, you know, like Walmart has a budget for shrinkage. They just right. expect to lose money. That's just built into their budget. If, mm-hmm. I, if I had that luxury, man, <laughs> right. to build in a budget to lose, I just, yeah. shit, I will be delivering in Miami. I'm going <laughs> to move down there tomorrow and just be like, there's a million dollars we're going to lose this year, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. and then To it's me, like, every penny is... Absolutely. <laughs> when when they build in 12% loss, it's just accepted. It's just... Like, what are you they talking do, about? If they do less, they still report 12. Be, oh, just right. fuck. Yeah. That, that's insane. That's <laughs> <It's> absolutely insane. <laughs> 10% to me would be great to put into marketing. Sure. Right. That's what your, you know, 10% of revenue you put back in. Okay. That's a lot then too. Now yeah. where's your overhead to pay your staff labor these days? You know, I'm paying very well for a startup mm-hmm. in my eyes. It's hard. Yeah. So that being said, how many drivers do you have right now? So right now we have about 32. Wow. But we, we get like 10 or 20 a month that just bounce. Oh, okay. They don't, they don't respond to us. You know, we're very... The ones that do well, hey, is it busy? Oh, if not, I'm going to go do Uber real quick. Let me know sure. if it starts getting busier. These people understand the game. So Uber and DoorDash, and don't quote me on this. I'm just talking to the drivers. They've changed their base pay. They change how they pay drivers now. Um, it's like two fifty an order base plus the tip if you're lucky. Some people okay. on a McDonald's order, you might tip two bucks. That's ten percent of your order, right? It's a small order. So they're making four, five, six bucks, eight bucks, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Our average order, our average order is that 78 bucks, right? 70, 78 bucks, it's gone up. Um, they're making probably 10 to $14 an order. Oh, okay. Uh, on average, there are orders that we'll, we'll get a lot of catering. And because we're, you know, where we're, our office is right in uh, Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus. We have a lot of doctors, pharmacy reps that are starting to get mm-hmm. really comfortable with us. Catering orders. We're starting to do a lot of catering. Oh, really? Oh, God. Uh, the other day, we had a $560 order for Cafe 59 for a farm rep. Dude orders twice a week. Oh, sweet. That driver made $45 to take it from Allen 
to Children's Hospital. <laughs> I swear to God, the dude could have walked. I was like, yeah. don't ever bitch about <laughs> orders, man. You just made what you would make in 10, no, eight hours with DoorDash and one, and you could have walked. Sign mm-hmm. off. That's yeah. your day, man, right there. Yeah, really. But, you know, because we do that, we reward the good drivers. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know that's coming in like the day before, I'll be like, Doug, you know, thank you so much for always coming with us, staying on. It might be slow on a Monday, and you just still stay signed on and do your thing. This one's for you. You know, we build that report, mm-hmm. but we need more of those orders. You know, we're, again, we need that consistency, which everyone fights for, because that's how you keep people happy. They got to make money. Mm-hmm. As great as it is, yeah, we, you know, each order might be significantly higher, but if we're doing less, you know, they got to do, they got to feed their families. They got to, I, I don't blame them. So I really wish people could just understand that what we're really doing, the economics behind it, the feel good story that still exists, you know, COVID's over, the behavior of people hasn't changed. That's become a big part of restaurants' livelihoods now, and it always will be. It is always part of their business now. That's like a big part of it winter i mean shit mm-hmm. that's naturally when you stay in so us from november all the way to march april that's our like that's like their summer when they had their sure. patios open and everything that's us that's full bore so we need to we need to just get it out there more right so your hours of operation are just basically aligned with what restaurants you do business with so most restaurants have scaled back you know dramatically kitchens are closing at Eight, nine, ten. So sure. we, you know, we deliver from seven a.m. to ten, whatever the last order is. But uh, you know, I want to, I want to add more pizzerias, more late night places, because I, I feel like again, we're, we're not hitting every kind of potential user because people just like to order late mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, get the munchies late at night, watch yeah. an Animal Planet or something, you're hungry. <laughs> or even like, so can you have it delivered to like a different establishment? Instead of your house, at so like a, if at you're, a restaurant to get it, yeah. So like if someone's on Chippewa or something and they're out, can they order Appetite to get delivered to them? So there are no, no. Okay, I don't. That's I, not, I didn't know. It's not legal. No, right? it, the health department and yeah. the license. You oh, have to okay. have food on premise. Yeah, because you're bringing something else. Unless they, unless that specific restaurant has that built in with their like business model that you can bring something in but that's but if it's a restaurant it has to be repackaged and replated then yeah like there's weird but that's a lot of work for yeah yeah, sure it now it's gonna be 70 (laughs) dollars yeah never mind don't say (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna open a ghost kitchen in someone else's restaurant be like here just deliver all the food oh that tastes like fat bobs is that oh i just made that barbecue Mm -hmm. i mean you know i bobs are really good (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean I, I think like parks and like office buildings and, you know, we did a lot for uh, Bidwell Park this year. Uh, I have a, a really cool partnership with Queen City Couriers. They're also located in the Innovation Center with me. Um, it's a group of couriers, bike riders, like the badasses of bike riders, mm-hmm. like people that have won awards. They're amazing. Like Tour de France style biking? No, but like um, or courier championships. Like, like they've been delivering in New York City. They've done, I don't even know what they are, events. They're, I'm not in that community. So it's just, <laughs> I mean, I want a bike, but I'm not riding. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just like, like professional. Speed bikes. They're no, just yeah. speed carriers. The, yeah, they've delivered for yeah. companies. They've like, I mean, I don't know what they're, they're like. Good. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So like the, the pizza delivery boy in New York City that's got a bicycle? Yeah, a courier. Like they, they, okay. Yeah. There, are, there are championship. I, I, I have to it's ask. Wild. I should, it's really cool. It's a, it's a community. When I talk I, about dude, it. Dude, I didn't know yes. that was a championship for that. When <laughs> It is a community that you have to gain entrance into. <laughs> Not just by riding a bike. Like they got to accept you first. I mean, I still don't ride a bike and they're like just warming up to me. Yeah. But they're badass. Like they're. They will haul it, you know, four miles in the same amount of time that a car does. They're great. So we wild. partnered with them. I'm terrified of those people. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I would never, yeah. Uh, Rebecca, man, you are a beast. <laughs> like, she, she just grinds. That's, no, you know, a lot of these drivers, um, you know, my, I don't feel that good today. I'm just going to stay home. Well, okay, fine. If they're on, if they're scheduled, they're on. Mm-hmm. They're on t- five minutes early. They're just checking in. We're ready to go. So I'd like to do more with them because this 1099 contractor stuff is really hard to like every day. I got to Do I have enough drivers today? Oh, Doug's got COVID. Doug's my best driver. Shit, right. he's out for a week. You know, that changes everything. When you can rely on someone like that and then all of a sudden it's down, it's like, oh, shit, I'm back out there. Um, so we got to do more with them. So with them, we have a schedule every week. We have a certain courier on every shift, and it's great. 
I mean, they're just, it's a whole different element yeah. to it. We so can bring you, it to the park. We can bring it to places that we normally can't get to. Sure. So you actually schedule drivers? Them, I, them we do because they're actually employed versus 1099. Gotcha. I can't, I can't I schedule gotcha. a 1099. I mean, I can, I can build a loose schedule, but they don't, if they want to say no. Sure. Uh, they just tell me no. <laughs> or they just don't answer for 12 days. Right. You know, <laughs> I understand people now more than anything. I've dealt with so many different types of people going through so many different things. It's hard. Yeah. These guys that are gig workers, this, this, this industry, again, sucks for them. So not only are we better for the restaurants, better for users, you know, mm -hmm. and, and price and, and quality and service. These drivers are, if we had the volume, they would make a real, a wage. That's a career. Or they can be making a career. Mm -hmm. I had a guy who was my first driver and he's been with me since he's he's had surgery. But in his first year, he made forty thousand dollars while he was a student. <laughs> oh wow! So not only did he he was in college, wasn't doing it full time. He was doing it every day after school for like you know four o'clock till nine o'clock, five sure. hours, forty grand. Good for him. But that's it's what wild. it can be. Yeah, right. That was amazing. That to me is like that's fulfilling. And even that's after crazy. two years, that dude is like ready to go. Now he got surgery. He's like, hey, if you need help dispatching, I think I know it better than any. I mean, that's cool, man. I want that to I want it to be a company that can give these people opportunity to do more. Yeah. A lot of them are smart and they're just stuck. They got to make money. It's easy to sign on. It's flexible. You know, you got kids, you're a single parent, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to like not have that flexibility nowadays. Sure. Do you work with um, their vehicles to get like like, how do you know that their vehicle is reliable? Is that on you? Yeah, I mean, we, so we do a, a whole different process than a lot of the companies. A lot of them, because they're so big, right? It's so faceless. Just sign up and you can be on the road in six hours. Right. Or, I mean, it could be quick. We have a similar process, but again, it's, it's I run a motor, motor vehicle report on every every one of these people. I need to know if they have moving violations, mm -hmm. if they had, you know, DUIs. I'm not just going to put anybody on the road. Sure. Um, we have interviews, we have calls with them. And then after all of that's done and they pay for their own motor vehicle report, you want to work with us, you're an independent contractor, you're going to pay for it. If you sign on and you are a good driver and you do X amount of orders, I'll pay it back. It should be that, right? It's a partnership yeah, right. here. I'm offering you a really good, you could pay that back in, it's 20 bucks. You could pay it back in two orders. Right. Let's really be serious here. Um, you know, but then we meet them. We check out their car, check out their presentation. I've said no to people. You can't trust like that. Sure. Sorry. It's not about anything. It's just pre presentation. I don't want you. Right. I mean. <laughs> They're the face of your company when they go up. Not just me. They're the face of every one of those restaurants. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah. And now they're true. putting me in charge of doing this back end service. So if they're saying, I trust you and who you bring mm -hmm. on, that's going to deliver my food and walk into my establishment. You know, we, I've heard horror stories of drivers from other platforms going into other restaurants and being rude and causing problems and if the order's not ready they're bitching and they're leaving and it's just there are so many facets of this business that I'm just learning and trying to make better and solutions that you know at the beginning it was just pure business model mm -hmm. now it's like all of the the intangibles service it's it's again we're we're an extension of every restaurant that we work with in my mind so when it comes to customer service, you know, I, it's not just us that we have to provide that for. Right. Oh, I'm missing this item or it was undercooked or I said gluten-free and it's not. Like, shit, I'm not the one making the food, but I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that in that time when they're pissed off and hangry and, you know, we're, we're, we're acting as a buffer to the restaurant. Sure. They're already busy. They're slammed. You know, they may have missed something. We missed them. You know, we're five minutes late here and there. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, it's like at the restaurant. You can at least say, "Hey, you know this. I'm this is cold, or you know, they're gonna do everything they can." We we lose that, so we're trying to do our best to bring that same experience. Sure, it's hard. What do you do? You do anything for inside the vehicle to keep things hot and or cold? Yeah, they have insulated bags. <laughs> How do you find those? There's a lot of companies that make them. That's fascinating. I mean, I I went to the DoorDash driver website and looked at everywhere that they bought the things, and it was like, okay. I'm, for imprint, Amazon, I mean, <laughs> yeah. webstaurant.com. Um, so there, there's insulated bags. But again, I can educate the drivers and be like, here's best practices. Here's what we recommend. I can't require. I can't. 
my goal is to eventually have a fleet of, you know, electric vehicles of our own that say there's only maybe two or five drivers on at a time that are our own employee, shift based, mm -hmm. nice looking car, uniform, and then we supplement it with the 1099s. You know, I want to get to a point where we're all employee because then it's presentation. Right. You're wearing a uniform, you're not a uniform. You're wearing, you're dressed up in Dr pants yeah. and a polo that says Appetite with a nice hat. A car is, you know, so we're recognizable. I, I don't like the ambiguity of, of the whole business. Yeah. But it's, even Amazon workers, they're dropping packages off in their own cars nowadays. Yeah, like right. That, to me, it, it loses its sense of credibility. And, and you know, if you're going to pay that much for this premium service, it should, it should look it. Sure. I should feel like I'm being taken care of, not just here's your plastic bag that's all tied up and you can see all the shit's moved around and I hate that I want a package with you know there's better ways to do that too but absolutely I'll, I'll, I'll try and deal with one problem at a time that's <laughs> yeah. my problem right there I just want to keep <laughs> I'm a ping pong ball yeah for sure so you're you said that primarily South Towns City Buffalo is that next steps is try to get up towards more Williamsville area where we are right now right I mean that would be the easiest because of density mm -hmm. transit road I right. mean I could add another 50 restaurants just on transit right um, I need I need the freedom of time to go out and do what I do best. If anyone's going to sell the platform, it's me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can hire very good people, but I actually care about this more mm -hmm. than a salesperson could. I need to get out there and just talk to these owners and be like, we're working on this. You know, it's, it's 99 bucks a mm -hmm. month. Right. I know it's still a cost, but let's build this together. It should be, we need to get that excitement back out there. Um, again, it comes with new functionality, new restaurants, different you know promotions mm -hmm. it's just every day yeah it's it's a really tough business to be in it's not it's not you feel like you're making headway and then all of a sudden the next day kicks you in the yeah. nuts like two people quit restaurants just like ah, i'm not doing enough see ya oh okay oh yeah it happens but then you know what i do i screenshot their google and be like i'm the eighth one how come on your website you got DoorDash and Grubhub buttons, but you don't have art? Like, right. those are simple things. Those are things that, and I have guarantee, I have case studies now, obviously, we're two years in. I have restaurants that are doing it, and here's what their sales are. Maybe you're not going to make that much because they're more quick serve, but they're doing this. Sure. I'm not selling you on an idea now. This is what they do. This is how it works. It's, it's straight up, this is what we should be doing. And then they'll just be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's just not worth the time to do it. It takes five minutes. You know, it's, it's hard because I'm, I'm still cognizant of how I'm going to talk to people, but why aren't you doing it? Help right. me help you, man. I, it's 99 bucks. Right. It's easy. It should be. It I should laughed be really after easy. I said, that's it, right? Yeah. 99. <laughs> that's, that's what it. more do you want me to say? Exactly. Do these things. I guarantee you it'll work. So what can people that are listening do to help out? Is it obviously use the app and download order, the app? Yeah. But going to an establishment and like asking if they have appetite, does that help That would at be all? sweet. Okay. To me, because we are a community-based platform in the sense that everybody that we work with is here and we have, you know, communication with and we're trying to build relationships with, you know, follow us on social media because that helps us mm -hmm. now have a platform to say, you know, if I want to go off and show a, an interview or a cooking little video with, uh, name any restaurant you sure. know, or Brightsmith going how their, how their beer is made, you know, just things like that, that are, that to me is marketing. That's organic content marketing. I don't want to be this salesy sponsored ad mm -hmm. for Uber Eats, Uber One, join Uber One, all these celebrities. Like tell me that didn't cost you $30 million to run that 15 second right. bullshit commercial. Right. I'm, I'm, we need the community to understand what we're doing. Right. I, I know it's not perfect by any means. There's a lot of things that can be improved in the app and, you know, restaurants that can be added, pictures should look different. There's the times look, you know, there's, there's things that need to be changed. Right. But if we don't have a solid base of users and if we don't have the real support, like if you're going to order and we're one of the options for that restaurant, you should now have a better understanding of why the order is better off with us. From both his standpoint, but also the restaurant standpoint too. I mean, yeah. there we talk again, we talk about supporting local. If right. you're going to order, and I showed you the breakdown of economics, right? Just think about 20 to 30% of every, every dollar is paid out to a corporation. Again, I'm not an anti-corporation right. or anti-cap. I'm, I'm I want to be in every market. 
But I feel that we've built a business model that truly is a win-win for all involved. I mean, that it doesn't happen too often, sure. right? Someone always seems to get the short end of the stick. With us, I feel like we've really created something that everyone involved from drivers to owners, mm-hmm. I mean, they benefit. And without the community, what we're not a community platform, right? Without right. users, I can be one penny a month. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I'm not bringing them shit, still more expensive than the other ones, right? If they right. get zero dollars in orders and they get a penny dollar charge, I'm 100% commission. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I can't even quantify it. There's right. no sales. That's, you know, I really want people to start putting their money where their fingers are. Mm-hmm. Next time you order, just support local. You know, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We don't, we're, we're, we're here. We've proven that after two years, we're still here. The model's viable, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to just up and leave. I've sacrificed much too much. Um, but it's it's at a point where we really need another push. Sure. People going out and saying, why aren't you on this app? Or, you know, tell your friends to order on this or download it. You know, just simple things. Share our posts. Like our posts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing. You don't ever have to order from us, right? If you don't do delivery, and there's a lot of people that, you know, don't order delivery. Right. They don't do it. just they never did. They didn't like it. They didn't like the... The, the companies that were doing it, they just thought they could walk, they'd walk there, it's easier, why not, mm-hmm. right? Even for those people, it's just, uh, it's just really creating a, an engagement platform for them. Just share us, just talk about us, sure. you know? Mention us at the restaurant. If you have a really good friend that owns a place or if your friend's gonna open something, be like, yo, check this out. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to go out of your way. I, you know, I think it's download an order, obviously, if you're gonna, from someone, you know, look at us first and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know that, so-and-so was on this app. And I, and to your point, I think a, we want to be that, you know, that app where people come and say, oh, what else is around? Sure. Not, I just want right. XYZ restaurant and I want that burger and that's it. It's pretty I sweet. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, so where, where are you on social media? You're on Instagram, Facebook, what's your handle? Um, at uh, Order Appetit, okay. O-R-D-E-R-A-P-P-E-T-I-T. There's like an accent in there, but you don't got to type not, that Yeah, in. not the umlaut, not yeah. in there. <laughs> people still call us appetite and... Yeah. It's bound to happen. Whatever. I love, yeah, whatever, yeah. man. As long as you got an appetite yeah. order, I don't yeah, really give a call, yeah. call me whatever, just call <laughs> right. me. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you we guys really for having me. Go so, download the app. It's so much easier to use and it supports everybody. It helps everybody. It helps the businesses. It helps the restaurants. Just do it. So thank you so much for your time. Guys, appreciate, appreciate it. Everybody. Thanks. your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.